Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Um, we are at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit today in Bismarck, North Dakota. I am Karen Selensky, along with Father Josh Eli. Welcome, Father. Karen, great to be with you, and we're so honored to be able to host here at the beautiful Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck on a balmy seven-degree day. Absolutely. We're North Dakotans, and so we must talk about the weather <laughs> at the very beginning. Yes, right? we must, but the sun is shining. It is shining. It looks beautiful, uh, but it's March, yep. and it's seven degrees, and it's going to get a little cooler and windier, and then, look at that, Saturday... 50 and yes. next week in the 40s and 50s i think we're already you know i was in the, in the mediterranean marinating in olive oil for 11 years mm. and uh this cold is just um let's put it this way i'm grateful for warmth yes instead Amen of complaining this lent we should just be grateful i'm grateful for warmth and yes. you can read between the lines and the sun is shining cold. which is a is a great thing finally yes yes so it's good to be here we are we're, we're very much honored to host here at the at the cathedral, you know, we're celebrating our 75th anniversary as a parish this year. Yes, and so we're excited about everything that's going on in this beautiful uh, this beautiful concrete basilica on the prairie, and a great group of people here at the cathedral. So, yeah, exciting. Great to be here. Yeah, so if you would please lead us in prayer, and we will get on to our guests this morning. Absolutely, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious Lord Jesus, you lead us to the Father. Help us to grow during these sacred days in our understanding of our beloved sonship. As we are truly beloved sons and daughters of a loving Father, thanks for guiding us, journeying with us these days. Uh, Lord, and if there's anyone out there listening who needs a particular grace, a particular healing, a particular strengthening right now, we ask that you grant it in your holy name and through the power of your Spirit whom you sent. Be with us. Be with us now. And we turn our time, our lives, and this show over uh, to our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're doing this show for the first time together. We are. And so um, I know that uh, we shared a little bit yesterday. But you've been doing this so long, Karen, because I'm new. To, I'm, I've been on a, a few times, so bear with us, uh, listeners. I'm <laughs> cutting my teeth on this one. Well, I'm uh, new. I'm new as well. I've just been on board since August, so I've done a couple uh, of shows. Excellent. But okay. uh, yeah, exciting. We're gonna have fun. We are gonna have we're gonna fun. Have fun. You're, you're a native, uh, correct, of North Dakota? Yes. Oh, what Actually, a, what a great state. What a Absolutely. great place to be in in this uh, in this world. There has a, its difficulties, but the faith is alive here yeah. in North Dakota and in this diocese of Bismarck. So, uh, anyone out there? Come on, come visit. We got we got a few thousand acres of uh, open space. <laughs> yes, we do. If anyone's looking for a good good community. Um, yeah. But anyway, good to be with you, Karen. Yes, you too. Thank you, Father. 
So we are going to start out. Um, we have uh, Louis and Sonia Severella here this morning. Thank you for joining us. Exciting. Um, I've known Louis for a while, and um, they have a great story to share with us this morning. Absolutely, and I'm honored to be the, the rector here, uh, and I've known them for, for some years. When I was here briefly in 2014 and 15, uh, before being sent back to Rome, uh, I was playing tennis. Lewis invited me to play tennis <laughs> at Tom O'Leary, and he destroyed me. Oh. And I haven't forgotten that. Uh, but they are a true delight uh, to have with us. So, so Lewis, Sonia, uh, tell them all, uh, you know, our listeners and, and us here a little bit about your story, because it is quite unique uh, where you both have come from, where the Lord has led you, and, and what brings you uh, here today. And then we'll get on to talking a little bit about Spanish Mass, but that's a part of the story. Because mm-hmm. one of these wonderful people, actually both, uh, habla un poco de español. Yo hablo español. Yes. <laughs> Luis también. Sí. Sí, también. Right. So, tell us a little bit about your story. You want me to start, huh? Yeah. So, I'm also a native of North Dakota, born in Linton. <coughs> My mom's from Sealand. That's how you say that, Sealand. Mm-hmm. And um, grew up here in Bismarck, though. They, uh, for most of my life, I grew up, uh, in my childhood, I was in Bismarck. Uh, left for Arizona for warmer weather for college. Was there two years at uh, uh, DeVry Institute. I was learning electronics. I was uh, picked up by the Legionaries of Christ recruiting team. I left my college life and joined the Legionaries of Christ and was with them for 10 years. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Where did they find you? Hmm. They found you? Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. And that's where De- you said DeVry? DeVry Institute. Okay. Yep. Wow. Uh, after I left uh, the seminary, I came home, and uh, shortly thereafter, a few months later, I met Sonia at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right wow! It was it was there was a link with uh, um, Jen Fisher was the youth leader then for the parish, oh. young adult leader I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, she had called me and said they're looking for a translator for this. And then here's how she said it: for this Guatemala woman who was beautiful, single, and a lawyer. Oh my, wow. oh my goodness. <laughs> and she needed a translator. That someone who spoke, you know, Spanish, who could translate Spanish to English for the kids at the cathedral. And you knew you knew us some Spanish. Now obviously I think for those of us who know uh, the Legionnaires they they uh, it's one of the languages that is primary, right? Yes. For part of yep. being a part of the order. Yep. Uh, and you spent some time in the Eternal City as well with them. Three years in a, Rome. Yep. Right. They have a, a large uh, university there. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and that with the the first call for that, anyone out there that might be uh, at a similar point in their life, uh, how did you? Where did that call come from? First of all, it's strange. You're, you said you grew up in Linton, which is in right. Born in Linton. Or born in Linton, which yep. is in Emmons County, mm-hmm. and you have this beautiful Italian name, Chivarella. Emmons County is German Russian. <laughs> how does that happen? There are very few Italians here. I think in North Dakota, there are a few. Uh, my great-grandpa came over from Italy in the early 1900s to work on the railroad. And so he, he raised his family um, in, in Mandan. Okay. And then all of the Severals come from that. that are and then here. you had a little time down in, in Emmons County. And then in Emmons County, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But about that first call, because I know that's an important part for us, and I don't want to dismiss it. We will get on to, to, the, the, to the, the essential part of this story, which is <laughs> which you just teased for us in meeting this beautiful woman. Uh, but that the first movements of that call that's a very important part for us and we're going to get on a little bit to to uh, in this segment um, to the call that the Lord is placing before you right now but anything you can tell us about that initial 
movement of the heart for any perhaps young men or women out there who are hmm, wondering? For me, and I think for a lot of people, and you correct me, Father, it starts with an invitation. Mm-hmm. Someone comes to you and says, hey, I think you would be a good candidate for the legionaries or for whatever vocation it is. Why don't you go visit? Mm-hmm. And that's what it, what it and I, and I, re- I did not want to at that time. I was, it was a three-year program. I was finishing my second year. I, I thought to myself and, and my parents, even my dad especially, said, you know, you should finish first your college before you can go on and do something. I know. So, it's, good, it's good fatherly advice. It is. I'm sure. It is. you got something to fall back on. I right? tell my, my kids My good same. father said the yeah. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord can work with that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they were insistent, and they said, just, just come visit. You don't have to join us right away. You can, you can finish your year later. Uh, yeah, you know, but, but come and visit. So that was my... That was what turned me around from the whole everything. Good. So you you experienced what I think a lot of us, and you said it really is kind of an essential part of, of this vocational, Paul. Essential. It's it's normative and, and really important. Somebody saw something in you and had the boldness to say, hey, uh, there's something special in you. Uh, you know, something similar happened to me. Thanks be to God. Now, uh, Bishop Austin Vetter had asked me in 1996, I never thought about it. You might be, you might like it. You might be a good priest. Well, he was wrong about being a good priest, but I do like it. <laughs> it's not true. So at least you got half of it right. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then being able to respond, and then you could say, well, then you discerned out, right? After several years, uh, and that's that's perfectly fine. When we enter, we're not. It's not a. It's not a life sentence. It's all right. Following a call, right? That someone has encouraged, you know. And there's a great program here in the diocese, busy organ, probably throughout the U.S. called by name where you can actually submit a name. And I'd encourage any listeners, if you know someone who, who, who you think would be a good um, religious uh, brother or sister or priest, uh, have the boldness and in charity to be able to say, you know what, there's something in you that I see. Uh, you might want to follow that, because without that, uh, we might miss, some of us, mm-hmm. that great call, or, or you know, God would have to... To, to think through it. So, thank you for sharing that. I know it's an important part uh, because we need vocations. And um, okay, but then you you uh, pick us up where we left off, and and here here at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, and doing some translating. Yep, translating for my future wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the thought the, the day after I translated her story at least six times, if I count right, I got to know her pretty well through her story over and over and over. Uh, we spent a few days together traveling Bismarck, and she said, I have a few errands to make. Can you drive me? Mm. So I drove her to one of them was the jail in Bismarck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was the year 2000, and it was uh, the, the day the tornado hit down north of Bismarck oh. and tore off some shingles, I think, of my brother-in-law, Dion. Okay. And uh, at that time, we were in the jail. Sirens are going off, and the sheriff is taking us around, Bob Harvey. Oh, yeah. Taking Ross around the jail, showing Sonia. It was for Sonia. Sonia wanted to kind of see how jails in Bismarck compared to jails in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. She thought it was a hotel where we were in. <laughs> they, had this, they had this beautiful basketball court inside this jail. And then the other thing, it's a safe place. And the sheriff says, do not worry. This building will hold up to a tornado. This is a very solid building. He said, and I want to stay there because I was so afraid. <laughs> See, place in town, that in the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, solid right. concrete. Uh, so, excellent, excellent. Yeah. And then, 
you know, obviously we want to get into your marriage and just to, you have to tell um, a bit of, a, of, of how the faith has been a part of it. But how about your story, Sonia? Because you arriving in North Dakota and needing a translator obviously has, has, a, has a backstory to it. Yes. Well, I grew up with the Covenant House. I lost my parents because of the Civil War for 36 years in Guatemala. Mm. And I grew up uh, in Covenant House, and then Patrick Atkinson, he went back to found Association of Society House, where I was part of this program, and also I was working to the program. Mm-hmm. And I have my godparents who sponsor my education, the Kilser, mm-hmm. and then I have this opportunity to come here in the United States many times to spread the word, just like it's a good program. Look, I am here. Thank you for the program. Thank you for many people, they believe in the program because a lot of kids, they are professional because thank you to the God's Child mm, Project. God's Child, yeah, mm-hmm. that we know it around here as, as God's Child Project. Yeah, this is why I came in Cathedral and I gave my story, like how I became successful. I believe in education, but the first in God because in April... 25th, uh, my parent, my dad was killed with 19 people. Mm. Like, we have to escape. And You were how old? I, yeah. Okay. And it was so hard for us. We were seven uh, brothers. I used to have five brothers and one sister. We have to escape this night. And then to come back the next day to recognize the body because they burned with gasoline. Wow. Wow. And my cousin, she was the only girl who was killed this night. She was seven months pregnant with the baby. Mm-hmm. And this age, just to see like a God exist or not, what I did wrong because I was mm-hmm. just a girl and mm-hmm. I was a good girl, I think so. Yeah. And then my mom, after two or three years, she died too. And then this is why I went to Covenant House. Okay. And you were little. I was small. Yeah, but, I'm not but, going to say my age. But, but, <laughs> but, but you clearly remember, obviously, it was such oh, an impactful. So, so things were, you asked those questions, right? Why me? Lord, what, you know, where is God? Uh, it's the problem of evil. Why do bad things happen to good people, right? It's something that we wrestle with. Of course, the Catholic Church has a very robust and beautiful response to that. Um, but nevertheless, you were there. Uh, and you had been baptized and you'd been, been churched a little up to that point. So we're going to take a quick break here. Um, if everybody can stay tuned, we got more information on Louis and Sonia Civarella. Um, so stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, uh, part of the Real Presence Radio Network. We are here at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Slensky, along with Father Eli. Absolutely. Great to be here again. And, and just uh, getting you caught up. For those of you maybe just uh, tuning in, we got a wonderful couple here, uh, Louis and Sonia Civarella, who are sharing with us their story. Louis had spent a little time with the Legionnaires uh, and spent some little time abroad, and then ended up down in uh, Arizona, and um, then eventually met his wife here at the cathedral. Uh, and Sonia was just telling us about uh, the tragedies that that were that were going on in Guatemala at the time of the civil war. And it brought about the death of her father, and uh, tragically, and, and also mom then died. You said my really mom died. and then mm-hmm. my older brother, who won revenge. Yeah, okay. And then he was killed again by the military. Okay. Which but, is a reminder for us all just to, you know, to keep in our daily prayers. I and mean, Now our, our, our focus is attention again on the tragedies of war and, and the injustices that take place in that. But even when we're not aware, there's everywhere. There's it's everywhere. going on. That we need to continue to pray for for peace, you know that it's just the end. You experienced it firsthand, but um, there was someone guiding you. Well, Patrick, uh, he uh, gave name to each orphanage, like for girls. Mine, it was Our Lady of Fatima, oh. and my foster mom. She made us to pray the rosary every day, and also as part of our formation, we have to go to mass. Oh, good. And we were confirmed and. We have faith formation. And your foster mom was? Leonor. Leonor. Leonor Aquino de Martinez. Okay. So down in Guatemala? In Guatemala, yes. In Antigua? In Antigua, Guatemala. And our lady, Fatima, just, Mary, she came so important in my life because as a girl, I need my real mom in my life. Okay. My journal started there just beginning looking for God in the beginning was like why why and then my change 
Thank you, God, because God will never give you something like you can handle. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was able to know this. There's no cross too heavy. Nope. Too heavy, uh, my especially cross. Especially when, when Jesus is the one who does most of the, exactly. most of the caring of it. And it's a beauty, too, of the suffer because without this, I will never have my three girls, mm-hmm. a good husband, and my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And something is more beautiful behind each sufferer. Like many times we're struggling, like why, why? But God, He knows why. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can go back again where I went yeah. because it's you've, beautiful. Yeah, you've been through it and you've, you're experiencing the redemption that comes through suffering and how it prepares us for life on this earth, right? Yes. What's beautiful is that you also mentioned the, the role of, of, of Our Lady who stepped into that void, uh, having lost both of your your parents on earth. And then we got to enter into our, and we're invited into a relationship with our eternal father and our heavenly mother. And that's what they're there for. Even if we have our parents here on earth, I always tell, often tell parents at, at baptism and godparents that you, you have help. And our job is to let, you know, help these children and this child to grow in a relationship with our heavenly mother, uh, Mary, and the eternal father, God himself, the God, the father. And that's, Beautiful, and then because even in, even if in, in life uh, with our parents or without, we still need more. We still need to understand how beloved we are as children, and uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful that you experienced that. And then through the good work of the God's Child Project and Patrick Atkinson, you um, you made your way here, and you were doing some promoting, right, for for the God's, for God's Child, Child Project here yeah. in Bismarck, North Dakota, which would be uh, Patrick's home. In fact, the Atkinson family uh, was right here at the cathedral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then now get us to that that that, that pivotal moment. Uh, you saw Lewis and head over heels uh, in love. No. <laughs> well, you know the Latin people were hug, we kiss. This is our culture. I never knew he was in the seminary after he finished to translate for me, and I give a kiss and not just to say thank you and a hug. Of on, course. Okay. On the, yeah, on the <laughs> And it was like, I never knew. He never received this for a long time. And it was a spark, Father. It was a spark. <laughs> yeah. A kiss. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, in the seminary, there, yeah. Like, it was like, I have to learn here to be in North Dakota. I used to hug almost everyone because this is. Oh, be careful. Was yeah, that, part yeah. of my culture. Yes, mm-hmm. this is, was part of my formation. <laughs> but I know the old people and the small kids, they love my hug. And uh, it's, yeah. I feel like it's so beautiful culture. Special. Uh, mm-hmm. Good, but obviously, then at some point you realize God was all right. He wants this thing to happen. How, you dated for a while, and then and then tell us a little bit about the wedding day, and then and then you know, I want to share a little bit about yep. your your three beautiful children and and yep. uh, your journey. Yeah, well, we we dated. Uh, well, we were about three or four days together that time that we first met, and I spent long periods of those days with her, and we had these conversations as we were driving around from place to place. How many kids do you want to have? What kind of life do you want to live? Would you be willing to come here? And you know, would you ever think your life could be here, or is it in Guatemala? Those real critical questions for me that just came out naturally. 
Uh, we dated long distance for a year after that. She went back. I gave her a rose before she left. She thought it was really nothing much. I mean, Yeah, for me, like oh, one rose. rose. I gave yeah. her a rose before she left. <laughs> no, Listeners. it was two rows. And then my grandma like, oh, something here. Like, two rows. This is nothing. Two. And Guatemala, I what received our, what dozen. What our listeners don't know, and this is by God's providence, is right in front of, on my desk, are two, <laughs> two roses. roses. Yes. Yes. Two roses. That was not It's just reminding Providential. <laughs> uh, well. But then Guatemala, like, oh, I received dozen. But actually, I wasn't looking for a boyfriend, too, because I used to have a boyfriend when I met him. Just no clue. Like, I want to come here in the United States. Mm. But God has plan for yeah. everyone. Just mm. we have to listen close, just like a child, listen where he wants us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got something well said. That's yep. for us. And so you were united you were united in holy matrimony. In uh, cathedral. At the cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Oh, uh, what year and how long ago was that? Uh two thousand one, February first. Okay, is that right? Did he get that right? Yes. Good. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, he remember that. But actually Just we married two in two thousand by Sybil because of her immigration. Oh, sure. It was December thirteenth, one day after our later Guadalupe. Oh, oh yeah. that's cool. It's very special. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very special. Good. Yeah. And now your faith journey since then, uh, you welcome some beautiful uh girls into this into yep, this three world. daughters. Yep. Uh, Maria, our oldest, uh, freshman in college right now. Uh, Sophia, she's a senior in high school. And uh, Isabella, who's an eighth grader. Going and on. I can attest to they're you know, very active in this parish. And so you're you're living out the graces that and cooperating with them, the ones that the Lord has, for you, Sonia, has brought you through. And one of the important things that we're doing here at the uh, cathedral is uh, at Sonia's initiative and, and encouragement, uh, Spanish Mass. Um, say just a, a quick word about how, how important that is to you. We do it about right now about twice a year, one at Pentecost and then once around the, the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, well, I hope this can be increased <laughs> because the truth is a lot needing. It's just like I'm a lot English speaker that will come to Mass and many times they feel empty. They leave empty because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Just think about the people who don't speak English. Just they're hungry, looking for God. They feel alone. And this is why, and thank you to God, Monsignor Shea, in this time he was in cathedral in 2002. He went in Antigua, Guatemala, and he celebrated the Mass in Spanish there. And then after he came back, like I remember he asked to celebrate the Mass in, for Our Lady of Guadalupe. And then Celia Sattler from Los Amigos, she helped to prepare the food with Rebecca, Antonieta, and I helped to prepare who's going to read, who's going to make this, and to organize. And But we're together, just helping, try to have a life. It was just one time a year. And then Monsignor, he moved to Corp. No. Uh, Christy King, we went there. Then when he became a president, we went there to the Umeri. And then Father... Uh, uh, Schuster? Terry? Terry. Mm-hmm. Corpus Christi, we went there. And then in 2019, he was sent to us another parish, and we stayed without priests. And when COVID came, like, no, it's just... And then you, <laughs> thank you to you, you opened the door for cathedral and then we came back like even in the hard moment mm-hmm. 
Mary, she never left us alone because she was there and she's there in every moment. I'll just in the last moment to prepare and everything, how many people they came, not just Spanish people, English, who speaks just English, maybe, and different. Right. Mary wants us unite. Sure. And I think that's one of the great fruits is getting, uh, getting together and allowing a, a place for, for folks to come, especially those uh, of Spanish-speaking. You know, Spanish is the first language. Or, right now, the only language, a place for them to have a little bit of community up here in North Dakota, right? Mm -hmm. About as far away from the Mexican border as we can get, uh, and from, from Central and South America. And so we're going to continue that. We're going we're gonna to do what we can. Um, right now it's Pentecost and then Our Lady Guadalupe. Um, but before we wrap up, because I know we're getting to the end, Karen, with mm -hmm. this wonderful couple. Louis, any, uh, what, what journey are you on now? So you had a, a wonderful story. You guys have uh, stayed faithful and, and open and, and are listening to God's voice, and now he's got you on a particular journey. Kind of a, one of the fruits of that first uh, uh, yes that you said to the Lord to enter seminary. Yeah, it's I think the third or fourth, or I'm not sure which yes it is, but uh, I'm on the second year of deacon, uh, the diaconate formation. I, I'm an aspirant to the, diac diac the diaconate. Mm. Um, there are nine of us in formation right now, nine men, not including uh, counting women and children. Not, well, the a part what? We're part. Wives are a big part of <laughs> they it. They are. Right? They are. <laughs> Come on. In fact, they won't let you do it without her. Without the wife. Right. Approval, right. 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 They'd yeah. make me repeat a year if I didn't bring her along. Yeah. And how's that been going? It's uh, good. Excellent. It's excellent. I would recommend it for anybody. Good. Anybody. And and we may right. You may know someone out there who is uh, who's got some gifts who you think could do a great job uh, proclaiming the word, maybe doing some preaching, helping out in the parish. And so we want to encourage uh, the men out there who may be married. Uh, to whom the Lord may be calling a little something more. So thanks for saying that. Yes, we'll see where it ends up uh, here in the next couple of years, but you're on a good path. Yeah, thank you so much, Louis and, and Sonia. We appreciate you coming in and giving your story. It's very heartfelt. Um, thank you for your faith as well. So we are going to take a short break here. Um, stay with us. Coming up next will be Dr. Ralph Martin. He will share his experience of eternal love. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.